again, our, our guest is former state Senator Don Kelly, a uh, longtime attorney here in Northwest Louisiana, floor leader for governors ranging from Edwin Edwards to Dave Treen to Buddy Romer to Mike Foster, and uh, been very actively involved in politics in Louisiana for the better part of 60 years. Senator, um, great to see you again. It's always great to see and visit with you. I learn so much from you every time I get with you and have a chance to pick your brain. Well, I enjoy your coffee. <laughs> but I, I, it's just so good to see you. It, it's nice to see you up and out and about. I, kn I know a lot of your friends ask about you all the time, but uh, it, it's just great to see you. Great to get your perspective. Again, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Same to you, my friend. Donnie, wanted to get your thoughts. We, we talked a little bit earlier about state politics, but I want to talk to you just in general about America and where we're headed and get your thoughts uh, about what's going on in the country. You know, Joe Biden has been our president for the last four years. We had Donald Trump the four years before that. It looks like we're headed for a Trump-Biden runoff or, or, or election again in 2024. What are your general thoughts about both Donald Trump and Joe Biden? Well, give me another name. No, I, uh, Doesn't everybody want a third option? I would think so. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, let's. Uh, I mean, if it was to boil down to Trump and and Biden, and I mean, you know, uh, I'll disappoint many people in our part of the country, but I'm not going to vote for Donald Trump for dog catcher. I mean, uh, the man is a criminal. Uh, he cannot tell the truth. I mean, I'm going to get someone in Washington between now and election time to make a list of every lie that this guy has made. Now, let's go to Mr. Biden. Mr. Biden, in my opinion, is too old to be where he's at. That'd be like me. I'm 83 years old, and I'm not too sure. My mind's not as good or better than Joe Biden's, but I can't walk. So, I mean, you know, you've got to realize your limitations. And this mind, I mean, at this time, I mean, it's just, you got to look and see what you're going to get. And... I told someone this other day, Billy, and it really bothers me. I mean, and let's forget Republican and Democrat. Let's look back. What has happened to the young people in both of these parties? I mean, I don't know. I mean, where are the John Kennedys? Right. I mean, where are leaders from both sides? Yeah, where's Ronald yeah. Reagan? Where are the Ronald Reagans? Where are the Richard Nixons? Where are the, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm just going, the Al Gores. Uh, I keep going on and on. Both parties. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you know, I thought Reagan did a, a, a darn good job. Best foreign policy president we've ever had. I voted for him twice. I voted for him once. Yeah. But, I mean, he took the Soviets down. I mean, he took mm -hmm. them down. Yeah. And but, Donnie, where do we go? I don't know where we go. And nobody will listen. I mean, I, 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 I'll be honest with you. This guy, this lady, and I just bought her book. I haven't read it yet because I'm in the middle of another one. Mm -hmm. But that uh, the um, vice president under... Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney. Yes. I just got her book. I've watched her... During those committee hearings, I've watched her speak. I'd have a hard time not considering a way to vote for her. 
I'm not telling you at this time that I would, mm-hmm. but I, I'm at, I, I'd have a hard time in not considering voting for her. But as a, an observer of politics, somebody who's as astute politically as anybody in the country, literally, how do we change America? How, how do we get away from this two-party rigid system where we only have to accept these two options? How do we change that? It's got to be changed. Now, I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Right now, I, I can't answer that. And and you and both parties have to be careful of this. If you go and uh, I saw it happen. I guess it was in the Bill Clinton race, right? With Ross Perot. With Ross Perot. Right. I mean, let me tell you something. I, I'm not convinced Bill Clinton would be would have been president of the United States but for Ross Perot. Ross Perot split those votes. And I mean, the Republicans, when they look at it that way, until you get someone who is going to be strong enough to cross both party lines, or where you've got independents that are registered, where you've got 70% of the people in the United States are registered as independents, well, then you may see some other parties farming, but I don't see it until then. Yeah, it's been literally 200 years, I think, in the country since we had a legitimate third party situation. But the, yeah. the challenge we have, Donnie, moving forward uh, with establishment Republicans, Lincoln Republicans, whatever you'll call them, but the, the MAGA Republicans on the right that are led by the Donald Trumps, Mike Johnson from Bossier, Speaker of the House, very powerful man now, obviously got a lot of power as Speaker of the House. But he's a MAGA Republican. Um, that's popular right now. It's popular in his district. In our state. And it's popular in Louisiana. But at the same time, it, you have to represent your people, and that's what people are supporting right now. So what are your thoughts about Mike Johnson as a congressman, but also as the newly elected Speaker of the House of Representatives? Well, I never looked at him as much of anything, to be very honest with you, until this occurred. And I mean, I have two definitions for him. Number one, I think he's a wannabe fascist. And number two, I think he wants to take religion and make our government religion. Or his religion become our government. You know, that's, that's a strong statement. And at the same time, that seems to be what he is espousing almost daily. He, he talks back to his religious convictions. And again, our country in, was founded on separation, of, church of, separation of church precisely to avoid what's happening. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts about that? I, I, don't, know, I don't know how you're going to uh, handle that. I mean, it's never been an issue. I remember back when I was growing up, I mean, you know, in Methodist churches, a Catholic church, and Baptist church, and I mean, they were all kind of thought about, about the same way, you know, basically. And you didn't have all this right-wing Christian national uh, feeling. I mean, these Christian nationals, they want to take over the government. It's just that simple. They want the Christian national, to be the government of the United States. But explain to our listeners why you think that's dangerous. Why do you think that's dangerous for America? 
because, I mean, you can't base everything. See, I tell people this all the time. I mean, they, they're talking to me about, well, you know, there's such and such. I said, let me tell you something. Go back and look at your history in your Bible. And about 90% of your listeners would never believe this, but I've read that Bible three and a half times. But let me tell you something. All this, everywhere I look, there is war. I mean, what happened to peace on earth? Mm-hmm. I mean, why can't we get certain things settled down? I ask myself that. Then I understand it. All I got to do is go to the Old Testament with Saul, David, all that group. Do you realize that entire period of time was nothing but war? Somebody fighting somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's been that way ever since. And now it's become big business in the United States. Oh, yeah. It's big the military-industrial complex has ruled our Congress for 50, 60 years. Oh, there's years. no question about well, it. Well, at least 60 years. Certainly yeah. back into the World War II, but Vietnam. World War II, yeah. But the Vietnam conflict as well. Let, let me move the conversation a little bit, Donnie, from that to, to crime and immigration. On a national level, crime is clearly an issue that was uh, on everybody's mind, both locally, frankly, state politics, but national politics, it's an issue but also immigration. Talk a little bit about those two issues and what you see on, on the national scene for the next 24 months, or 12 months, excuse me, before the elections in November of 2024. On the immigration issue? Yeah, the immigration first. Uh, I don't know. Because I don't think anyone has a solution to that. I think they could have. I think, once again, they drew lines in the dirt. Right. And as a result, those lines are still drawn in the dirt. It used to when we were coming along, Billy. You didn't have... There were Mexican people and South American people coming back and forth across our border. I mean, we weren't making a big deal out of it, nor were they. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the differences is today, they're making a big difference. When I say they, I'm talking about the immigrants. Because I understand from what I saw on the TV early this morning, I mean, there's a group moving toward the American border right now. I don't know how many. I can't remember at any time (coughs) during my adult life of seeing or hearing of those kinds of things happening on the border. Well, they call them caravans, and they seem to be coming toward the border. Is it almost something that's supported by any political group in the United States, you think, to generate these types of headlines? I mean, there are many theories out there that this is all a conspiracy. Well, if it's a conspiracy, we need to find out who, if it's a dead gum Democratic conspiracy, we need to find that out. Or is it the reverse? Or is it a Republican conspiracy? Because, I mean, you know, I'm not for either one of those situations. Correct. They've got to get a hold on this immigration. It used to, I mean, we were just welcoming people into the United States and a few Hispanics coming over and working, some of them staying, some of them going back. Well, didn't George W. Bush have the answer many years ago? And it was a reasonable proposal with a path to citizenship for dreamers. And the Democrats were willing to accept it. Then the Republicans pulled back. And then they weren't able to compromise. And that's been 
15, 18, 20 years was ago. Was that under Clinton or under him? Well, it was W who came with the, the, the plan that almost got passed. Okay. Clinton tried, didn't get it done, and then W came with a proposal that they thought was going to get done. But I'll ask your perspective. What is your historical perspective on that? I, I guess the better question to ask is why haven't they solved it? Why haven't the Congress? It's Congress's obvious problem to solve. Why haven't they solved it? Every congressman, and I had to, I had to deal with that. Just as a little state legislator, every legislator, every politician has to look say, "Oh my God, where are my people stand on this?" I mean, if I vote such and such a way, will it defeat me? Sure. And I mean, those people have. Well, you got immigration going on hot and heavy right now. And I think that, that I think that affects the way those people are able to perform and act. When I say those people, I'm talking about your legislators. But uh, but immigrants have become the bogeyman, you know. It's, oh, I know. It, and it, why they've been turned into they're they're dangerous people. And you know, we've had immigrate. We're all a country of immigrants, except for Native Americans. We all immigrated here. And I don't the xenophobia that's generated now by the national media is a scary thing. Well, I think it's a phobia that is generated by someone. I can't put my hands on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's the media, the Democrats, or the Republicans. Mm-hmm. Whoever is doing it is wrong. Right. They ought to go and try and work something out, allow certain numbers of these people to come in here, work, uh, uh, set up work programs, and, and all of that kind of business. And, but, but the honest answer isn't, Senator, is that it's a bigger problem for Democrats. I am. I mean, I don't, don't you agree with that? Yep. And, and it's, but a problem it's their problem. That needs to get solved, though. And, and the Democrats need to do something to solve immigration. Or I do think it'll hurt them at the polls in 2020. Oh, I think it will. Yeah. There's two other issues that are going to hurt some people at the polls, mm-hmm. which won't be Democrats. Sure. Is, is uh, abortion and uh, uh, racism. Well, I wanted to finish by asking you about the abortion issue. You know, the, the Supreme Court, with their ruling in Dobbs 18 months ago, has created a real problem for Republicans. And they're getting beat in almost every race where it's a close issue. And Republican women are having their voice heard in a way that most Republicans didn't anticipate. What are your thoughts about how abortion will play into 2024's elections? Just the way you said it. Yeah. Well, uh, that, that, that's my perspective, but I want to no, hear. No, no, I mean, that... I adopt it. I mean, that's yeah. mine also. I yeah. mean, it's, uh, uh, I, I'm going to tell you something. The, uh, uh, I think women do not like the idea, the ones that I know, the independent ladies, the free thinkers, the people who are educated and da-da-da, and, and are not totally controlled by some biblical mm-hmm. leaning. I mean, I think... I think they're saying, leave our bodies alone. Now, how that's going to play out in this next election, I think it's already playing out. I agree with what you're saying. You're saying it's already hurt Republicans, and I agree. And I think it's going to continue to hurt them, because let me tell you something. So many Republicans, women, are suburban Republican Right. Women are educated women. Mm-hmm. And it's like I heard Cleo Phil say on the 
floor of the Senate one time, and I've repeated this, I think I've used it on one of your programs before, he, he made the statement, he said <laughs> that uh, women are taking the attitude that a, abortion is between me and my God and not me and my legislator. That's a pretty strong statement. But I think you're seeing that philosophy move forward. Well, and interesting to, to finish this interview with you, Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, who is going to be very visible for the next 11 or 12 months before the elections in 2024, is a far hard right hardliner on abortion issues from a religious perspective. What are your thoughts about how that will play nationally in nationally, swing it's states? Not play. In swing states. That's not, it's not yeah. going to play. Now, here in Louisiana, it might. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but uh, but there's five, really, roughly five states where the presidential election will get decided. Yeah, do you think the abortion issue is going to have a big? I think it'll have. A, I think it'll effect. have a, a pretty good effect on it. Well, Senator, it's it's great to see you. It's great to get your perspective. It's great to learn from you. Every time I'm around you, I learn something. And um, I, I wish we had two or three hours. I really do, just to sit here and talk and chew the fat and and talk about politics. You have a great perspective. It's one that people need to hear, whether they agree with you or not. People need to hear your perspective and your. You know. I just wish more of them would agree with me. I mean, when I see the people that are with doctorate degrees and uh, all these fancy degrees and everything, and then sitting up there, and uh, oh no, I mean, Donald Trump is the man. 90 something indictments against him. Edwin Edwards, my friends, Edwin Edwards, uh, Larry Bankston, mm -hmm. Jerry Fowler, mm -hmm. they all took it. They said, this is what I did, I will accept. Right. They went to prison and, and they weren't out here and you didn't hear myself and Leonard Schaubert and him out there yelling, oh, it was done terribly wrong and all that. Mm -hmm. Shoot. But the country's full of hate now. And that's that's a that's been brought on by Donald Trump and Donald Trump only. That's simple. That man has divided this country. He has lied, and these people have believed him. So you know what you're going to do. They're going to listen to him or listen to me. They're not going to listen to me. So we're going to have to just rough this thing out. Well, and hope to God that they in, uh, that the indictment stand up and that they put him in prison. Well, this constitutional republic has survived many things, world wars, civil wars. Um, we can survive this too somehow over time, but it's going to take free thinkers and people who are going to have to come to grips with reality and, and, and stop hating each other. I mean, that's a really simple way to say it, but we got to get through this, Senator. I don't, hey, I don't hate anyone. Right. I never hated anyone when they were against me in the legislature. I mean, I think 90% of the people out here that... I'd go to them after they'd vote against me and ask them, say, hey, I know you vote against me this time. You think you might can vote for me next time. Never had a falling out with people. Ended up with some real good friends. And, and you just got to accept it. People have reasons for being for someone. Well, his wife is my first cousin. Sure. Uh, this, that, and the other. I mean, different things. Uh, but don't come here and tell me 
that I, I have a doctorate degree from a university and that I think Donald Trump is a good man. I'm sorry. That don't fit into my vocabulary. I understand. Senator Don Kelly, it's great to get your, your, your thoughts uh, here during the Christmas season as we project forward to 2024. It's, uh, again, it's just always great to see. And thank you so much for taking some time to visit with me on Billy West Live. Thank you for having me, Billy.